Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, hello there. I'm Alice Oliver, and you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we reckon might be underrated or underseen. And it was Josh's turn to pick the film this week, and he went with A Knight's Tale from 2001. So let's see what we reckon. So then, Josh, you picked this week's film, A Knight's Tale, from 2001 listeners. So spoiler warning for that if you haven't seen it yet. So, Josh, go on, tell us. What is the film about and why did you so, pick it? Heath Ledger, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. He's a knight. Mm. And he goes He's got on a, a tail. tail. No, he yeah. got a tail. <laughs> um, so Heath Ledger, he plays a, like, a, a, like a knight squire uh, mm-hmm. and um, the knight suddenly dies, as, as the film opens with, and um, he decides to take on the identity of a knight because he feels, why shouldn't he get a little mm. bit of that glory um, <laughs> and fame for himself? And then as the film goes on, it's just your classic rags to riches, you know, goes on a, on a quest, wins the competitions. It's a jousting film. He falls in love. He meets a girl and, and, and a good time, I think, is, is had by all. Um, <laughs> hero why did I pick no, this? Zero to hero, just, just like, like that. that. No, that was another yeah. episode we did about 18 months ago. Remember <laughs> that? <laughs> um, Back in the day. <laughs> so why did I pick this one? Well, obviously, it's that weird time now between Christmas and New Year. Mm-hmm. where like you don't know what day it is and you're just watching films and eating chocolate and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And last year we picked, I picked Mouse Hunt mm-hmm. because I thought it was a good film for that period. And I thought, and, well... Oh, you've never... That was honestly one of the best decisions you've really? made. That Mouse was such Hunt. a good call. Yeah, for that time Thank of year you. as well. It was yeah. absolutely perfect. I think as far as timed film choices go, Mouse that Hunt was perfect. That. Mouse that Hunt was for the post-Christmas pre-New Year oh, period. perfect. Brilliant. I so I thought, based on that, why not try and find another film mm. that suits that period where it's got a little bit of something for all the family. You know, it's it's a decent blockbuster with a little bit of something about it, but you can enjoy it in that period where it's cold outside and you just want to eat chocolate and eat cheese and all that and just watch films. So mm-hmm. that's why I picked this one. But then I looked at the scores. Oh, and yeah. I saw the scores and I thought, bloody hell, I think it's, I think it's a little bit underrated. I don't think okay. it's underseen. It's pretty widely seen. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not sure how many people are watching it now, because obviously it's mm-hmm. over 20 years old. But mm-hmm. I think it's, at the time, I think it was pretty successful at the box office. So I'm saying it's underrated and I th- I'm saying it's time of year appropriate, which is pretty okay. much uh, why I've picked it. So right. had you seen this one before? Because I don't think you had, because I think you let slip that you hadn't. So uh, as is... Unfortunately, the case with me and quite a few films, I 
I couldn't really remember, but I think I did start watching it, but then I may have been a little bit drunk when I started watching it, and I don't <laughs> think I made it to the end, and I really didn't remember much about it. So I went into it thinking, no, I haven't seen this, and I'm watching it with totally fresh eyes. Okay, so let's say, so you hadn't seen it before. Don't worry, listeners, falling asleep drunk in front of a film is standard. Uh, um, I'm getting better, I promise. <laughs> I don't do it as much anymore, I promise. Well, we, <laughs> we've all done it, especially just after Christmas times. The films I've never finished, bloody well, hell. Uh, yeah, anyway, anyway. Um, um, so, you hadn't seen it before, not that you remember anyway. What did you think about it? I'm, I'm dying to know what you think about it, but I'm also you, a little bit nervous. Why, what do you think? What do you think I think about it, Because I think... There's got to be stuff in here that everyone likes. I don't think okay. it's it's not rubbish, do you know what I mean? I, right. But I can yeah. also see how you might... There's definitely some stuff, and, I, and I've got it in my dislike section, that's like, mm-hmm. you know, there are there are certain things in it, and I, and I think you probably think the same things I think in terms of what you didn't like. But I, I reckon you probably it. liked it overall, because you like your swords and your shields... Oh, you like your Lord, you like your Lord of the Rings stuff. I do, you, I do love you, me a bit of Lord of the Rings. You nerd, um, oh, I love it. it's the best. And, and you like you like mead. There's a lot of mead in this film. <laughs> I love um, mead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I reckon, I reckon the stuff you liked about it. But I reckon you went crazy about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in general, I had a great time oh, watching this film. Yes! Like, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Is it is so much it's, fun, isn't it? It's not only fun, it is a lot funnier than I expected. The music is great, the cast is fabulous, the mise-en-scene is fabulous, <sighs> and it is just a good time, really, from start to finish. So oh, mostly, mostly positive feelings yeah. here. <laughs> but, um, so, no, well, <laughs> no, we'll on, get to the bottle a little later. Um, so what, what, what did you like about it? Like, watching it this time around, like, what did you notice? What are the things you liked so, about so it? So overall... Because actually, when I was watching it, I found a lot more that I liked about it in terms of the specificities of it and and, and things that I didn't expect to dislike about it. Okay, yeah. So really. starting with the likes. Um, yeah. Overall, I think that the, the real strength in this film is in the concept mm-hmm. and the execution. And that yes. is down to the script, the mm-hmm. direction. I love the overall concept and the education of, of it. You know, yeah. uh, Sorry, the execution of it. You know, it's, it's that idea of it's a medieval rags to riches sports film with mm-hmm. a modern feeling to it which is mm-hmm. what i really like about it so let's talk about the script and the concept so it's set in medieval times but you have like a modern soundtrack so you have like queen yep. in it and other songs yeah modern elements as well so what they do is they take jousting as a sport which it was a sport mm-hmm. but they present mm-hmm. it to you as like watching like a modern day baseball game or a modern day yep. football game with like people yep. walking around with big tankards of beer and snacks mm-hmm. for the crowd and the, f- the fans are always chanting and you've got like hype men judging the crowd up and all that and I thought that little that little modern twist on it I thought gave it like a real it gave it a real unique idea and I think in, in a time we talked about this before where a lot of things in the cinema now are great but aren't necessarily original ideas I think this idea of a, of a medieval sports film, I think mm-hmm. it's such a great idea, and I think it's something that mm-hmm. I think you can you can really get into. It's I a lot of fun as well. Uh, sorry, I think no, as sorry. well by doing it like that, it it injects a lot of energy into yeah, it. Yeah, it's really upbeat, Whereas, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think doing something like this and sort of around this subject matter and around that concept, it could it could have been not boring. I don't want to say boring, but I suppose just a little bit flat because it's like, well, what do you use to excite the audience in yeah. that instance? Like, because it's not fantasy. So we haven't got dragons flying around. Mm. We haven't got like demons and monsters yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So 
then it's like, so how do you make this exciting? And they yeah. do it by opening with We Will Rock You by Queen. Yeah. And <laughs> so that's, it's, it's, like, it's like you've got the crowd and obviously the, it's showing the jousting and you've got the... Doo, doo, tsh, doo, yeah, doo, so it's good. just proper atmospheric. And I think I, I think that's... I think there's a lot in this for everyone. I think it's a PG, isn't it? So it's not... There's nothing really in it that I don't think you'd, you'd be happy with your kids watching maybe sort of eight and above you know yeah, what I mean I think, I think there's, so, there's, yeah. there's a lot in this and I think I remember watching this because when I came out it, it, when it came out I'd have been uh, 12 or something like that when I first watched mm-hmm. it so I liked it then and I like it now right mm-hmm. and and that's 20 you know it's 21 years old now or 20 mm-hmm. 22 years old however old it is so it feels it's really fun like you say it's got lots of energy in there because of that concept so the the, the, the two feed each other because you get the tension building in the jousting but then the fun feel of everyone watching it and it and it feels really cinematic in that sense mm-hmm. with the way that it's it's shot with almost like as a sports film isn't it like it's a medieval film but it's shot as a sports film yep great script right mm-hmm. so the dialogue i think really balances that idea of authenticity in like they give the characters dialogue which sort of sounds like it's all area appropriate. Now, obviously, we don't know that much about how people spoke in this time. We base it on mm-hmm. diaries and stuff like that. But that is what people who could read and write sounded like. Whereas we don't mm-hmm. know what the common man might have sounded like. You know, we can take our best guess, but but we don't know. So that idea that they do stuff in this, like, invent... They invent phrases, or as far as I know, they invent phrases. Like, one of the characters um, is always going, I'll fong you! And it means like I'll yeah. hit you, but obviously, yeah. but it feels it feels to me like it, again it adds a bit of life into the film. It adds a bit of mm-hmm. life into the characters and stuff, and I and I really like that. Or some of the more serious dialogue, it feels like they'll say, instead of like I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. Like instead of saying I haven't, they'll be like Have I not? You know that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And and yeah. I think that really quite that poetic, it, still. yeah, yeah, quite yeah, poetic. Though... So. Because it's yeah. ba- it's based on a Canterbury Tales by by okay. Geoffrey Chaucer. Oh, Je- is it really? Yeah. Wow, so Geoffrey Chaucer is a character in this film. Indeed, he's played he by, is played by and he's Paul played Burley. Paul Bettany, who is who so is cool. brilliant oh, in this. So he's so he does this, he does that because he becomes the hype man. And he does a lot of like judging the crowd, which I guess in, yep. I think you've got something to say about. So I'm going to let you talk about that in a minute, but. <laughs> So it is. It's not based on. I don't think it's based on Canterbury Tales. I think there is a bit of a of Canterbury Tales called a Knight's Tale, and they've sort of taken it and ran with it, and and then they've put in. Mm. They've they've interwoven the story with right. real people. So Geoffrey Chaucer's in it. Yeah. Edward the Black Prince, who was a real royal, is in it mm. as well. And then there's other people who sort of feel like they were. You know, the villain feels like he probably was a real general at the time. I don't know if he was. I don't think he was or anything like that. So it really feels like they get a real good balance of it feeling era appropriate. But anyway, I've waffled a little bit and I've got, I have got more to say, but I want to, I want to know yeah, what, yeah. what did you like about it? So I do, I love how you are just launched into it. You are just yeah. launched into Bang, the story. There's starts, no, it? it starts. There is no waiting around. There's no long, drawn out, exposition y like monologues, no prolonged character introductions. It just gets going with We Will Rock You to start you off. And I do like the use of modern songs in historic setting. It is just cool as hell, right? Mm. Um, so, like you've already touched on, the script is pretty good and it is brought to life well by some really good performances. Not everyone was great, but there were enough. Mm good performances in there to keep you engaged. Paul Bettany. So Paul this, Bettany. Let's talk oh. about Paul. Right? Oh, Paul. So he he is the standout for me in this. Like he 
not only does he completely understand the assignment as the actor, but his character, Chaucer, completely understands the assignment as well. He's like, oh, you want me to be a hype man? Well, I'm going to be the best damn hype man you have ever seen. And he just absolutely delivers. So do you remember when we did uh, Drop Dead Fred and you asked, oh, who could play Fred in a remake? And I eventually said Paul Uh, Bettany would be a good choice. And then this is just reinforced just that. Conf- oh, yeah, I think I never thought of it like that. Yeah, it, I mean, Paul Bettany is a fine, fine actor. You know, he's done, he's he's done, he's done a bit of everything. You know, he's great in this. He's great in things like A Beautiful Mind and the Marvel films and stuff like that. He's, but- him as Vision is, he's literally possibly the best performance in all those films. Do you think? Like, Do you like, one, like that much? I, I just thought it was brilliant. And for me, WandaVision, I may have oh, said this already, yeah. but WandaVision is what actually got me into Marvel. Like, oh, yes, of course. Such, yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. I was such a passive Marvel film. Like, I just wasn't that bothered. Like, if Ollie wanted to watch one or go to the cinema to watch one, fine, you know, I'm here for it. But I just, would, it just didn't really feel what everyone else was feeling. And then I watched WandaVision and I was like, this is brilliant. Mm. And I was like, I need to see more of these characters. So then I went back to the beginning and started with Iron Man and then watched like fucking everything and I was like oh yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> like Great. I can see what and everyone's he is, he, talking he is about a, he's a brilliant actor I think he's quite an underrated actor actually I, yeah I would say um, that as well but anyway yes he is he's brilliant in this yeah and he did he, like the, he reminded me of Rick Mayle at times like yeah. the way he uses his face and the way he expresses himself so he's a really good physical actor like he's so loud and intense and full of energy and he had a lot of great funny moments in this mm. as well obviously he did like so much of the announcing for William at tournaments which were naturally just so over the top because he's a writer as Chaucer so often the language and the terms that he was using like the people around him didn't really like they didn't really know what he was talking so, about so there's like a, there's a line in it where he really judges the crowd up, where he says something to my, something like, my lords, ladies and gentlemen. And then he goes, mm. anyone else not sitting on a cushion? And the mm. crowd go mental. But that's actually based on a John Lennon line. Is it? So Is it? I think there that's was a famous Beatles gig where they played to a load of rich people and then there was a load mm. of sort of locals. And John mm. Lennon said something like, people in the crowd go nuts, those wearing jewellery sit at the back and just jangle it or something like that. And the crowd went absolutely mental for it. And 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 that's what he does in this. Like it's like you say, it's, it's that idea of he's playing to the common man. He's getting them all riled yeah. up for the jabs. He's, he's, he's so good in this. Yeah, and it just create he creates so much of the atmosphere and he's... Like, could anyone else have done it as good? I don't know, but he, well, Rick, definitely poor Rick. Um, But yeah, just really, really brought it to life, was responsible for so much of the energy in this. Um, I thought Heath was really good as well. But Yeah, let's, let's talk about Heath Ledger. Well, I was I, di- I was more impressed, I think, with his physical performance in this than mm. his sort of line delivery and his characterization. So he's doing so much in this film. He's on horseback, he's jousting, he's sword fighting, he's running around all over the place. It looked absolutely exhausting. Mm. Like he is never not moving. Like it looked so intense, and I was like, a lot of stunts, and I was like, lot of lot of time for that. You can see how hard he's working. And he's so young. I think he's yeah. about 22, 23 in Is this. He, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, so it's the, obviously, I think this was the film that really, obviously, all the stuff that came after it and, and the story of Hugh Ledger is one that's well documented. But um, this was the film that launched him into being yeah. quite a big star because the mm-hmm. poster is just his face. 
is him. And it's such... It's, what's funny about that, because I saw it, um, obviously it's on the thumbnail, like the poster, I think, totally betrays... It looks like, like the a film actually Disney is. Channel shit, doesn't it? Or, or something really serious, yeah. like, because he's yeah. so brooding and, and, you know, and obviously very handsome and it's all red, like it's a really deep red in the background. Yeah. And yeah. then sort of his image with this white text. So I was like, because I didn't know this was a comedy. I thought mm. it was going to be like a serious romantic drama sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you so imagine t- my surprise. That, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> imagine, dun, 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 dun. He's been... <laughs> Yeah, there are two standout performances in this. Paul Bettany's one, but I actually think Heath Ledger's the other because we we we've done Ned Kelly before, which is obviously a Heath Ledger film, which yeah, is like a, a lesser good, known that, one. It's quite, one. it's really serious, really quite a dark. Did a lot film. of these period pieces, wasn't they? Well, yeah. yeah, but then in this, he's you know he is headlined on a blockbuster, and mm. I just think he's charming as fuck as well. He's pretty good. He's he so good. like he's so charming. He's so likable. William as a character is so likable, and like you say, the the other supporting cast. You've got Alan Tudyk and and Mark Addy. So are pretty oh, good is, as well. Here's a question. So Alan Tudyk, right? What accent was he meant to be doing? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> it felt a bit Cockney sometimes, but yeah. then other times it was like sort of moving in and out. And then you got accents, Mark Addy. Like... Mark Addy next to him is just the most Yorkshire. Man, whoever whoever did Yorkshire in the world, and um, but yeah, because I, I do think the cast overall in this are really great. I know we touched on Paul Bettany and and and, uh, and Heath Ledger, but none of them I don't think were, were massive stars at the time. Mm. Um, I think there was there was no you know there was no one in this who was like the 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 break the massive star. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, they were all fairly unknown or known for the odd thing. So I think that really works in the film's favour as well. It's not bogged down by the weight of like a big, massive star of the time. Um, But what else? What else did you like about it? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, so obviously we've already touched on the script, but I just, I, I was surprised by how funny it was and the kind of types of comedy that you're getting in there. Cause I, there was some really like scathing like comments and stuff from some of the characters to others. And I thought they were all just really entertaining. Um, and I do, so I like how it's designed and constructed like a sports film, like you said, and it follows the sports film narrative, including like the killer pumped up soundtrack. Yeah. You've got the scrappy underdog who dreams of more for himself. He goes from zero to here road just like that and then you've got the disequilibrium when he um, when he faces the threat of being arrested for impersonating the lord and then he's got the will they won't they with the love interest but then his nemesis also wants the girl and it just felt it felt like such a good way to tell that story and i think the using that as the sort of framing and, and as the kind of skeleton of it i think it was the best they probably did the best jobs that they could have done, I think. Yeah. Like, I think that I think was so. just the best way to do it. I think so. Like you say, it is the, the, that, sports film, that sports film narrative that we've already touched on. I don't think you can under, understate how important that structure and the way that they apply that modernism to this mm. really fit, really lifts the film. Because like you say, in the hands of someone else, this could have been a really boxed and boring film or it could have been more serious or it could have been not funny enough or, or trying mm-hmm. to be too funny so therefore you know falling yeah, on it's trying too hard, yeah and like yeah. you say you've, you've even got your traditional things like hero hitting rock bottom and then deciding to get back up and 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 yeah. or the, there's even your proper quintessential cliched character explains the rules right, so, yeah. but in every sport <laughs> what have we got here is you've got to get this from this end without this happening yeah. and then to do this you score a point and this is how you win you know, mm. and, and but it works. You know, I think mm. I, I think that works quite a lot. I think I think I just I think it's great, and I'm 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 made up. You, you enjoyed it. We'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or anything that we would change. And I feel like there are going to be a couple of things, uh, but, you know, I'm still, I don't think there's going to be anything too destructive or too offensive. Uh, go on, Josh, you start us off. What are so, you guess? Yeah, so, What's on your list? Like you say, there's not, there's not going to be loads. There's two, there's two sort of issues with this film. First one is that the female lead, Shannon Sossaman's character, Jocelyn, doesn't have loads to do. Mm-hmm. So in the film, she's the prize. She is the prize. Her hand in marriage, because obviously it's medieval times, and and that's what that's what happened. People's you know, girls' dads sold them basically, gave them away as part of dowries and marriages and all that sort of bollocks. Um, better times, I think, Alice. Uh, no, um, <laughs> no, um, obviously ah, the past. Yeah. Um, but in it, she her character sort of makes a big point about I don't want to just be the prize and I'm mm-hmm. I'm my own person and all that. Except the film, other than having her say that, doesn't give her any personality traits. No, yeah. So uh-huh, she uh-huh. doesn't want to be the prize. Is the prize in the plot? But then sort of is kind of still the prize because she just stands yeah. there looking pretty. Um, mm-hmm. And you know she's got some brilliant costumes and all that, and she she looks really fantastic and yeah. and all that, but. But yeah, so so, and then because she doesn't have much to do, the actor Shannon Sossaman doesn't have much to do, and she, she does. Mm-hmm. She seems a little wooden in places, and a little bit because yeah. she, she is American as well. 
Not the greatest English accent, let's be honest. Really not. Not, not, no, not, the, not the really best. Not, um, and then the other issue is, I will say it's a little long and repetitive in places. It's, it's a little they, bit they, long. They, they it could, is a little bit long. There's some quite, 20 minutes off Yeah, that, you I could reckon. definitely get 15, 20 minutes out of this yeah. just by cutting some of the repetitive jousting sequences. Um, mm-hmm. And there are... There's a lot of fucking jousting. Yeah, and, and so because of that, it becomes a little bit repetitive. And I think because of that, the pacing suffers a little bit and you dip in and out. Okay, Definitely yeah. dips sort of, I'd say like about an hour and a half in, something like that, and then picks back up again for the last half an hour. But it's it's over two hours. It's two hours 20 or two hours 15, something like that. Um, and it's not, you know, it's, it's not a massive issue, but it is a bit long. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's an issue with, with, with Jocelyn as a character. But other than that, there's there's not loads. It's a bit weird that he shouts his own name when he's jousted at the end. He just, <laughs> he just screams William, and it doesn't make any sense. But um, funny though, funny though. But anyway, what did you not like? What what uh, what didn't you like about it, Josh? So yeah, let's just do that all the time. I love that every time you walk into a room. Um, so interestingly, again, like your points sort of inform and enhance my points a little bit. So one of them was that I just didn't feel anything for Jocelyn, for Shannon Sossaman. And I was like, I was like, why, why is this? Like, is it her? Is it the actor? Is it what? But like you say, I think she is underdeveloped. Her script isn't the strongest and there's just not a whole lot going on there. The other thing that is a bit odd as well is, so her hair and her costume really stand out. Mm. Like they're so much more modern than anyone else that's around her, which Yes, it looked fantastic, but it was a little bit strange and mm. a little bit like confusing. So then I was just thinking about that. There's one where she's watching um, one of the tournaments and she's wearing like this white sort of wickery hat thing mm. and then a white dress. And Ollie was like, she looks like she's at Wimbledon. Yeah, watching she, she, the tennis. There, there are bits where she's basically got modern costume on. Yeah, which I know is obviously, that's obviously a choice. Yeah. And I, and, and I get that, but it, it, it didn't, it just, it felt too obvious sort of and jarred it just stood a out bit. too much. I think what the, yeah. the, the, the thinking as far, you know, from what I can tell, and obviously we'll never know because we don't know the filmmakers, but... Um, <laughs> Get in touch, is that, they, in touch. <laughs> yeah, that they've gone. So she is this beautiful leading female character that she's desired by all the knights. They all want to be with her. She is the prize and she's pulling away from that and wants to be her own person. But in order to demonstrate how beautiful she is, she has to stand out from all the other characters, particularly all the other female characters. Because if you look at the only other fe- the prominent female character, which is the blacksmith, Kate, she is mm. very much done down, isn't she? So she's, mm-hmm. she's obviously... She's meant- working. Yeah, she's, she's working. Work. She's meant to be yeah. poor. She's always got her hair mm-hmm. up. She's not... Doesn't seem to be wearing loads of makeup because obviously, why would mm-hmm. you? It is from a thousand years ago. So <laughs> as far as I know, makeup wasn't a massive thing, but uh, I'm mm. not an expert. Um, so mm, I think... Shocking. Yeah, that's obviously the thinking, isn't it? That that she should stand out, but they mm. almost go too far with it, don't they? Yeah, and it, it sort of... it It just... If you start asking questions that aren't ever answered, that's a bit of a flaw in the film, I think. Mm. And I was asking questions about her appearance that were never answered. Um, I thought William was a bit of a moody brat at times. <laughs> and so sometimes he wasn't that likeable. But he's screaming his own like name. He, he was a little bit... <laughs> no, well, I thought that was quite funny. But like sometimes he, he can get... He could sort of get a little bit petulant, I think. And mm. he sort of teeters the, the edge from being passionate and obviously desperate to succeed into then just being kind of annoying and a bit bratty like the way he speaks to 
um, is it Kate that you said is the blacksmith's yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah, the way that he speaks to her sometimes is just like a bit spoiled and just a little bit annoying. But, you know, on the most part, yeah. very likable and that's fine. The, the, the people, um, he, he pushes the people what? around him a lot, doesn't he? And yeah. they've got no reason to actually help him other than being his friend. They need that dollar dollar. They well, need yeah, the dollars. They need, Why? they need him to get the money. I think Mark Addy's character says, doesn't he? It's like, I could afford to travel here and there and everywhere 300 times over, or whatever <laughs> he says, with all the cash he's got. So, you know, they're in it for the money and that's fine. <laughs> um, so I have mentioned this uh, previously when we did Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And I realised that I am just very particularly sensitive when it comes to animals but a lot of the horses in this did not look like they were having a good time and it just makes me sad mm. and the thing is obviously you wouldn't be able to tell this story without horses uh because a lot of it is on horseback and all about jousting um but it's just when they do when they do the wide wide-eyed thing and they're trying to pull away yeah. from the handler and stuff like oh it just makes me feel a little bit sad um and then just finally so ultimately sort of on the whole it is very by the numbers in terms of character development and story progression. So everything happens as you would predict it to happen, staying true to that sports film narrative. So I didn't think there were any surprises. There was no plot twists or anything. So in that regard, I would say that it is a bit basic, but it is still thoroughly enjoyable despite that. I could I completely can see what you mean there. I think what I would say to that would be that it is very formulaic, but it's, it, and it does hit all those beats, but it just hits them so well. So we'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception, which I haven't seen, but Go you on. say you think this is you underrated. Scream your own name at me and tell me the critical reception. Alice! <laughs> um, I, mm, you've, you've been very complimentary about mm. this film. So I reckon you're probably thinking it gets about a seven and a half, maybe up to the high sevens. So if that's the case and you think it's underrated, I don't think it did that bad. No. I'm going to I'm going to say that it got a middle 6 and okay. I'll say a 6.6. 6. I would I'd probably give it a high 6. High maybe six? just about yeah, maybe about touching the 7 because it was very entertaining mm. and I think like you say this is definitely one that I would show my potential future children i do think it's appropriate but still edgy enough yeah. to kind of be enjoyable there's, there's stuff, in there, there? There's stuff in there for, to, for them to enjoy would you watch it again uh yeah i reckon i would yeah well, I that's I would. That's christmas good. time perfect yeah. let's do nights it and that, nights and jousting and <laughs> yeah. that it's very christmasy um, even though it's set probably maybe it is a little bit yeah. isn't it it's yeah. funny that um yeah go on i'm re- i'm gonna say okay what did i say 6.6 66 so middling a middling six you reckon so yeah. at the time of recording imdb okay it scores yes. 6.9 so 69 oh the audience on rotten tomatoes and i'd say this mm. was this this tells the story for me this is more in line with what i would say uh okay. give it 79 percent. okay so a high yeah. seven and the critics and this was the bit that yeah. made me pick it i think give it 59 yeah. percent which I okay. think is too low. It's, it averages it's out. Low. It averages out as 69%. Now, for me... Mm, the sexy number for uh, a sexy oh, film. Oh, it's that time of year again, <laughs> except it's not. That's Valentine's Day. What am I talking about? Um, so 60, 69%, oi, oi. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think... Look, there's, there are issues with it. We've touched on that. But I think that the positives mm. and the feel-good factor and the, the fact that it's a, sort of an original concept as well... 
mm-hmm. amplify this film to be in. I would give it. I think it's this is a solid eight out of ten film. Eight, yeah. really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, what I would heck? say. So, what are you get? Are you, you think this is better than Superman two? Oh, am this I, is this is better than Superman two. This is better than Superman two. Um, so last Whoa. film of 2022 are you, are you how are we going out is it underrated or or do you disagree I, well i think for me that is a sort of appropriately rated but i it was so much fun and enjoyable and it is one that i would recommend so i am mm. definitely happy to take the knee on this and let it slide on in to the under it. Because I don't feel like, I think it's appropriately rated, but I don't, I'm not like going to die on that hill. Well, so if you're telling me you think it's underrated, I totally buy that. 59 because I can from the critics. See it. 59 from the 59 critics. 59 is low. 59 so that's, is harsh. That's, that's that usually harsh. the deciding factor, isn't it? Is what the critics give it because yeah. those audiences are not too dissimilar. But that 59 mm-hmm. is really dragging that down. And I don't, I that's think that's, low, that's, yeah. that's why I do, I would, yeah, it's, it's probably critically underrated. Mm-hmm. So okay. So do you agree? Do we go out yeah, in twenty twenty two? Agree with them? If you're gonna phrase it like yes, that, then we yeah, underrated. There we go. There we go. A Knight's Tale underrated. So there we go. Another one in the underrated vault. I I think you should check out A Knight's Tale at this time of year. I think it's a great film for the family. Mm. Sort of. Eight and above, I would say. So that is the last film of 2022. Now, Alice, you there took us go. into 2022 with The Beach. I did, Which with the seems beach. like at least 70 years ago, but here oh we are. Oh, my God, that's um, crazy, isn't What it? are we starting 2023 with? Well, it's something a little bit different from The Beach, but um, I'm sort of following your line of you thinking see? here. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, 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 you've done really, I think you've picked really good films this time of year, the past couple of years now. So it's sort of in keeping with that, you want something that's going to warm you up a bit. Oh. You know, it's dark, it's cold, it's miserable. A little cuddle so, of a film. The next, yeah, exactly. That is exactly what this <laughs> is, I reckon. So for next week, we are going to be watching... The Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. Oh, as in the um, the Ardman one. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting is film. It, is it, it? Is yeah. I think it's Ardman. It's at least in the style of. I think it is it's Ardman. Ardman. It's like flushed away, it's, isn't okay, it? Good. And Chicken Run. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it is. I think it is Ardman. But yeah, that's that's an interesting film to start twenty twenty three. Off with so so there we go. Well, Alice, that's us for the year. Oh my god, um, that's crazy! I know another year, another year done. So I suppose uh, it's done. All that remains to be said is uh, is thank you very much for sticking with us this year. We hope to see you next year. We hope to many more people will join us next year as well. That would be lovely. Um, and and yeah, thank you, thank you so much for your support. We 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 really do appreciate it. And we topped our we topped our hundredth episode, didn't we? This year, oh gosh, so yeah. so, so it's been a big it's been a big year. So let's uh-huh. uh, let's see what twenty twenty three has got in store for wow, us. Gosh, um, I'm not going to do that's blowing my mind. I'm not going to do all the usual <laughs> spiel. You know where we are. We're on social. You know where media. we are, guys. Uh, we're on the telly. You know when that is. Thank you very much for sticking with us this year, and of course, happy new year. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Happy new year. Look after yourselves. Don't get too pissed.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.